The current podcast is sponsored by Highly Addictive. Highly Addictive is here for your music recording needs. If you need a space to record your vocals or instrumentals, contact Highly Addictive. Don't be shy to record your music. Become inspired by Highly Addictive. Contact them through their site at highlyaddictivellc.com or follow them on Instagram through Highly Addictive LLC. Hope you book them. The current podcast is sponsored by New Life Barber Lounge. New Life is not another barbershop. This is a place where you will find great energy and a friend and the New Life crew. This is a place all about the experience. They will take care of you and have you looking spectacular. Don't waste your time at any other place. Go right now and follow them on Instagram at New Life Barbers and get yourself looking spectacular. Welcome to the current podcast. This is your producer, Byron. We got Maury in the building. How you doing, brother? We're doing real good, real good right here. You know what I'm saying? Right here, we got the new setup, man. I feel somewhat satisfied with this. We got a little couple kinks we got to work out here. Uh, shout out to High Addictive. Shout out to Illustrious Minds right here. Yep, the homie Johnny. Good. Yeah, already um, know. Yep, but we also have Yo, Manny, in the, Manny building. in the building. Hey, what up, what up? How's it going, guys? Solo this is amazing, today. man. Honestly, the way that Maury had, you know, has set this up. Uh, highly addictive, great studio, you guys. I gotta, I gotta say, man, they're stepping up their game. And shout out to it's Jeffrey really that's good. on the chat right now. Shout out to Je- the homie Jeffrey. Uh, it was his birthday like last week. Uh, just a, a quick shout out to Jeffrey right there. Uh, thank you for always joining us on Sports Wave. Uh, birthday brother But yeah Manny uh, Thank you as well Highly Addictive is, is doing Staying right oh, here Oh man it's Looks amazing. dope bro Right now you're shot You have the, the Sabi flag behind you, you Right behind you. Man That's that's, that's where our, our roots are from man You know what I'm saying But yeah I'm scared man Doing real good right here But um, man It's been a crazy week In sports uh, We had some things Just to kind of give you guys A real cool, quick little um, Preview of what we'll be Talking about today man We had a uh, Obviously the NBA season Has came to an end uh, For some teams uh, Yeah I mean Just the season Has came to an end Yeah uh, that, that's for all teams, you know, regardless if they're going to the playoffs or not. Obviously, we're going to be talking about the Lakers. Uh, we had USC 273 happening this weekend. We had a couple of uh, OGs, like, uh, not in UFC 273, but in, we'll talk about something else uh, when I'm talking about OGs. Uh, we'll talk about soccer like we always do. Um, but, yeah, I want to start off with uh, the OG thing I was going to talk about, and that's Tiger Woods. Mm. Tiger Woods doing his thing at the Masters. And, and you got to remember that this is really something amazing because a few years ago he was in a terrible accident. Uh, and I, don't every, think it was few, I think it was last year. Uh, yeah, it, it could be last year. I mean, I'm remembering it as a few years ago. But I just think it was a terrible accident. A lot of people said that he would not be able to play again, that he had to retire after this. And to be able to hear the wonderful news that he's going to play another Masters again, uh, that's really amazing. It shows you, you know, the dedication, the recovery that he put into it. You know, and him to be able to keep pushing forward. Yeah, well, he did play. The Masters went down this weekend. Um, I need to see exactly what his stats were, but just uh, there was a lot of interaction between him and the younger players, which is a big thing that really uh, that people uh, gravitated towards was, which was seeing him and, and the younger the younger generations mesh and kind of um, you know, it's kind of when like Kobe was having his last couple games, and you had he was. Having camaraderie with like um, what's his name, Jason Tatum, Andrew Wiggins, and all these other players, and I remember there was one where Andrew Wiggins got like a fadeaway on him, and he was like, "I learned it from you," type of thing. So it was that kind of atmosphere with Tiger Woods and the other uh, the the younger generation out there. It's uh, amazing. That was, that was one thing that happened. It's amazing, on. you know, when when you have the knowledge, you can pass it on to someone else, and you know, allow that knowledge to help that person, you know, which is something rare from some people to let that go. Yeah, shout out to Eddie on the chat as well. My, my bad. I just want to shout that out. Uh, just want to shout out to our listeners listening right now live on YouTube. Um, and if you listen to live. our podcast right now, uh, like later on in the week, uh, just check us out, man. Check out the, the YouTube as well. But um, another thing that's kind of on a tragic note is is Dwayne Haskins. Mm. Uh, the quarterback that he, he was going to be a quarterback for the Steelers, right? <clears throat> no, bro. Um... He was the he was the quarterback for the Steelers last recently, but he was drafted. I forgot what round, but it was like early round. Yeah, round one. Recent um, years to the Washington back in the day Redskins or Washington, which is now the Washington team, 
But no, um, they're with the Commanders now. Oh yeah, correct. I stand corrected. Commanders. But um, yeah, man, it's it's crazy because when I saw the news, I was like, "What is what, like who who is this guy?" You know, I was like, what, "What's going on?" But then I started seeing I another post. Oh, that, back in the day, like before, not not now with this accident. You're saying you you when you heard about him initially. That's Not like when, yeah, I'm talking about what, um, specifically when he passed away this past, oh, okay. this past weekend, the news, is, I was like, who's this guy? But then started remembering, I was like, oh, I was like, damn, that's so messed up. You know, born from 97, what? He Actually, has, like, it was the other way around, bro. He got, I don't know if you said it this way, but the Redskins are the ones that drafted him. Yeah, they drafted him. And then he was about to play for the Steelers. He was like the backup for the Steelers. Steelers yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what he said. Okay, I was just making mm-hmm. sure because I thought I thought I heard it the other yeah. way around. That's because I guess I made it sound complicated because I said back in back in the day, knowing the Redskins. When it was on like yeah. two years ago <laughs> or a year ago, mm-hmm. yeah, it was in 2019, 2020 when he was playing with the Redskins, uh, aka the Washington Football Team. Commanders. But what happened to him was basically that he got hit by a dump truck. I heard, mm-hmm. which is a trash yeah. Tr- trash truck. Yeah, basically someone picking up the trash. Um, he was out for a walk. Yeah. And while he was out for a walk, he was ran over, basically. Yeah, so right here it says... Mm, he was struck by a dump truck Saturday morning as he tried to cross a freeway on foot in South Carolina. Oh, uh, South Florida, my bad. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, that's where he was. He was in Florida when that happened. Former former Ohio State University star and Heisman Trophy finalist was, was he's only 24 years old. Damn, he's younger than me, man. That sucks. Yeah, it sucks to hear someone, you know, that ha- still had a bright future, still could have done something, you know, within the league. Um, it, it's a big accomplishment to even make it to the league out of thousands of people, you know. So it sucks to hear that something like that is happening, you know, to a very young person like that. Yeah, this is the highway that, that where it happened. Oh, this is a commercial right now. But um, basically, yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy to just get that detail that he was walk- he was crossing a highway. Mm-hmm. You know, like at the same time, it, it, that like I, I don't want to say that nobody obviously deserves none of that, but it's like that that you shouldn't be crossing a highway on foot. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> that's Facts. definitely something you don't want to be doing. Go to the wide shot, Byron. If you guys see this in the wide shot, real quick, that's kind of this is this is the highway that they say he was going down that he walked across. And and you know we're talking about a highway. We're talking about cars going at, at top speeds, and whatnot. They're not they're not going, you know, at no at no regular speed or anything like that. Yeah. When he says highway, he means what we would refer to as a freeway. Straight up. Yeah. You know what I mean. That's like someone trying to cross the four hundred five, or someone trying on to cross the, the five on foot. Yeah. And, and and you would be like, that's wild. Why are you doing that? And just to see this, the incident was pointed at six thirty in the morning. It could have been pretty dark too. Right now, especially it's a low the, visibility. That the day doesn't start till later on in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, tragic for for Dwayne Haskins. Um, you know, really, very young, uh, had a promising career. Uh, again, a Heisman Trophy winner out of this at Ohio State. He was a Buckeye. Um, just very tragic news. That, but at the same time, it's like, what I'm glad in a sense to hear is not is that you you know he wasn't like gunned down or something like that. Like I always think about the. What was that Sean Taylor, right? And uh, Byron. Yeah, the, Sean the Taylor. Safety? Yeah, he he was gunned down, right? Yeah, yeah. That was a it was that that was a very tragic one. You know what I mean? Or or when when football players have had too many um, uh, hits to the head and they you know they take their own lives and type of things like that. Um, but again, yes, yeah, yeah. Just a uh, shout out to the to the Dwayne Haskins family and um, just condolences at this time and, and prayers for their family. Um, but we're gonna move on to also baseball starting off this week. Uh, we have the the Dodgers. They opened up. I want to say against the Reds, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, this past Friday, I believe. Yeah, and um, just to bring them up, but they're on the road. This part, uh, not the Dodgers, but this Sunday we had the Yankees versus the Red Sox, and that's always a a, a classic to have. Um, but as of right now, the Dodgers are they opened against the rookies. The Rockies, Rockies, oh yeah, that's right. The Rockies, the Rockies, yeah. They won uh, their first match against them, and then they lost their second match. Dodgers are currently right now one and two. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there's nothing bad, you know. It's only three games in. Yeah, so out of the three games that they faced with them, they've won two of them. It's a very early season, Um, but at the same time, and they play tomorrow against the Twins. They got to, you got to get on it. Yep, tomorrow against the Twins. 
they had opened up, yeah, against the Rockies, right? Thought it was against the. the no, nah, the Reds are, are the third team they're going to play yeah, this this season. It's Thursday on, yeah, on Thursday. Yeah, so we mean we'll definitely be catching some Dodger games this 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 uh this time around. So um this this uh thing um what do you guys I mean a lot of people have said that Trevor Bauer isn't is no longer gonna pitch for the Dodgers, but at the same time I, I still like, that's a huge contract, man. Not just that, but man, he just has a good arm, man. <laughs> yeah. Pause. I mean, he w- he was acquitted. I mean, there is, the, uh, it, but it all depends on the optics, you know. It was a pretty tragic way that you know his whole case went down um technically he can still play but it's up to the organization if they do want to keep him you know and also i don't know if the mlb has told the dodgers anything of like you guys can't play this guy or you know if if he if he's let go from the dodgers like will another team pick him up that's the other question you know or is he like blackballed from the mlb forever yes that's the one i think that another team will pick him up and it might bite the Dodgers in the ass. Yeah, dude. I mean, that this, contract is huge, man. There was this other player. I don't want. I think it was CC Sabathia or a different player. I can't remember, but I remember the Dodgers were gonna sign him, but he kind of had a similar situation where he had like a something, uh, some kind of assault case and whatnot. And when that happened, um, basically it, it, the Dodgers just didn't sign him, and he signed with the Cubs. And that season, the Cubs beat the the Dodgers in the in the playoffs, and the the, the Cubs ended up winning the World Series. His contract is for a hundred and two million in three years. That's how much his contract is, and you know that that's guaranteed money. So I mean, they might stretch it out, you know, if they let him go. Yeah. But it's still a lot of money, you know, for the Dodgers to be throwing away. Yeah. I no mean, doubt. for me, like I would say, hey, give the guy. You know, at least one season, you know, uh, get something out of him. But I don't, I also like, you have to question if the team would be okay with that. You know, can his teammates play with him um, in spite of the situation that happened? You know, and now knowing, hey, you know, he was acquitted, you know, so uh, like, can they still play with him? Because I think that's the most thing, like, the most crucial thing because. You have to think about the chemistry that you need to build with your team. Yeah. And it, and if they can't come with the chemistry with him, then, yeah, you got to let him go. It sucks, but it's a huge debt to, you know, have. Yeah, Aroldis Chapman was the was the pitcher I was talking about that went, went with the Cubs instead. And like I said, it's going to bite the, the Dodgers in the ass because he can easily go to a team that's within the National League. But also, isn't it, like, supposed to be that he was good, but that was during the, the time where they were using that goo? Because a lot of people have also speculated that, right? If he can't use the goo now, is he still a good pitcher without the goo? Uh, these pitchers find a way to still use that shit, man. I mean, because that was the whole thing with him, that he was one of those pitchers. Uh, uh, that shit, that, that's one of those things that, like, uh, th- those guys still get away with doing that type of stuff, so mm-hmm. he'll be fine with that. But um, that's that's the baseball for right now. We have to also go now to UFC 273, that which went down this Saturday. Um, I want to start off with some of the prelims that stood stood out. Okay. But I want to stand out with first. They had a uh, forty four, I think, years old uh, Lexi Olenek fighting, um, and this guy has, I think, now he has a record for some of the most, I think, submissions. Not just submissions, but like he has two certain submissions that he does. Um, I can't remember the names of them off the top of my head right now, but this guy. Man, I, that, that this is one thing that I need to start getting. I feel like I need to start getting into into betting is because I had a feeling he was gonna win, especially the way I, I had a feeling he was gonna win, which was by submission, and that's exactly why it went down. Um, and that was let me see this because this is last week. I think that was in the early prelims. Yeah, he was he was it was Alexi Lenig versus Jared Vandera. Uh, put it up on the screen for you, Manny. Uh, right there for you. Uh, Thank you. This one right here, this fight, this mm-hmm. guy. I, I know you've seen him fight. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, so he he got a submission. This guy, like I said, he's 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 forty four years old, mm-hmm. and it's just impressive to see him still competing in the UFC at a top at a top thing. And then Joe Rogan was like, "How many how many more years do you want to fight?" He's like, "Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I think five to ten more years." And I'm like, "This was crazy." Bro, he's going deep into his fifties. You know? <laughs> so that that was a, that was yeah that was a good. Hey fight. man, but that's the young spirit. That's that young mentality where it's like I still got a lot of time left. You know. Yeah, and that was in the early prelims. Um, and then the actual preliminary card, uh, uh, Mike Mallet he knocked out Mickey Gall. 
That Rosen strike was canceled, right? Yeah, it got canceled. I, I think some one of them got like uh, some health issues. Ah, really? Because yeah. I, I was like, I, to me, it was interesting to see him in the prelims because I know usually he's in the main card. Uh, nah, to see, uh, I mean, with with a, with a card the way that it was kind of stacked this weekend, they're gonna they're gonna you're gonna they have to spread it out to to the preliminary cards, which is no in in my opinion, it's really no knock to nobody. But mm. um, but again, uh, I mean, I feel like it's kind of a knock, you know, just because he is, you know, kind of on the top, you know. Not really. I mean, he's on the decline, definitely. He's he's had a couple losses. But at the I mean, same I'll time, he's still way. he's still a big name, you know, within the heavy it's, it's heavyweight. Be, it's better to be a pre on a prelim of a of a pay per view uh, mm-hmm. than of a fight night. So oh, for sure, for so, sure, so it's all good. I agree and with at you. The on way, that. At the end of the day, the fight got canceled. But yeah, Mickey Gall got knocked out by Mike Mallet. Mike Mallet, this was I believe his UFC debut. He's a Canadian, and then after the fight, he he said he's gonna donate his money to his 10k to um. To this someone that he knew that his daughter had ca- had some sort of cancer, and um, he was basically asking the crowd to go to the, go to the GoFundMe page on his IG. And uh, while he was walking out, um, a lot of uh, fans were actually giving him money, so he walked out with some money so that he can provide for that for that uh that little girl that has cancer. So that was the one thing out of Mike Mallet. Uh, the next fight that I want to talk about too was Raquel Pennington that she had actually stepped in for Aspen Ladd. Aspen Ladd, her opponent, um. Had a had a basically put out of the fight, and Raquel Pennington stepped into this fight, and Raquel Pennington brought it to her man. She didn't give Aspen Ladd any any room to to breathe or anything like that. So she uh, she actually won the fight by decision, and she broke her hand in the middle of the fight and didn't let that uh, hold her back. Uh, and the interesting fun fact is that she's actually the partner of uh, Tisha Torres. And they fought on the same card this week, this time around. Mm. And Raquel Pennington was just one, one, and the other one lost. I wonder how that household was when they got home. Um, Raquel Pennington though was talking about how like uh, she was basically she she was training and she stayed ready so that she didn't have to get ready. And uh, I think this is her fourth win now, and she wants to basically go for the title. But right now, we also know that the title right now is going to go under the tough competition with the two Juliana Pena and Amanda Nunes uh, as the coaches. Do you think that they that the loss was on purpose just to build that up? possible but at the end of the day you got you got you got this isn't the wwe you got beat fair and square and that's what meets that's what made the that's what made the um that if amanda nunes would have would have dusted her obviously the the thing i don't have i don't her. feel like amanda actually fought that fight though man bro it's it's these and gotta, not it's not to knock anything you gotta realize that these these people are human and you're gonna you it's possible yeah you have, you an have off, night. off night yeah yeah no i agree with you so on that. i i really i i i'm not knocking julia pena because i know that she trained say, for a whole year we're gonna say that someone loses the fight just to build up the next one that you lost you lost and you lost yeah it was in your night and and it, it, that happens because I, I don't feel like she was there like the way i usually seen amanda if, fight if, if, if the that UFC, fight i didn't feel like that was amanda if bro. the ufc was the way that the that, that that like the nba was and it was a series of seven you know that amanda's winning that fucking series bro yeah definitely there's no way that juliana's beating her four times out of seven yeah so let's just put it that way um but no i don't think that that was set up like that but raquel pennington versus the winner of those two that that's uh, that could be an interesting fight she's a she's a OG in the game as well at this time, um, but Aspen Lad she'll bounce back as well and 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 you know I, I'll be it'd be interesting to see who she fights next. Just that at the she's been on a real up uphill climb and now fighting a, a veteran like Raquel Pennington kind of put it on a in a in a weird situation. But there's a lot of room for her to grow in the bantamweight division. Um, after that, we did this is when me and me and you started watching the fights, which is which is Anthony Hernandez guy. Uh, this was his first fight back like in 18 months. All I'm gonna say is that he looked very sloppy. But he was able to pull out the win, and Josh uh, Friendman, it was his debut. Uh, just a very, I would say, pretty entertaining fight, but at the same time, very sloppy. Um, then the next one would have to be the high, the the main event of the prelims, you could say, which was Ian Gary, the Irish standout. Yeah, he's calling himself the next Connor. Yeah, I mean, because he's coming out of, of yeah, Irish, kinda, yeah, Ireland. Ireland. And um, Darian Weeks was just there kind of standing with him, letting him do his thing and I think that was the one mistake that Weeks made he let him kind of establish that distance establish the tempo establish uh, his fighting game there was times that I felt like because Ian was one dimensional honestly like he didn't have those combos he was just you know yeah fucking snapping jab bro he had a really good jab yeah but just basics I mean he was sticking to basics yeah and I think that's 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 I mean to quote to quote the great Bruce Lee he said 
we fear man that that practices not a thousand punches but one punch a thousand times mm-hmm. and i think that's a very oh no i i have. give it to him you, you, i mean on that jab it's it's very fast and you know his kicks were very another thing. very fast his kicks were establishing that distance and and i think if weeks would have taken a little bit more of a risk and closed that distance he could have uh, maybe closed the the uh, uh, the decision more towards his favor but Ian Gary did a great job doing there. He is now nine and zero in the UFC. Um, not in this is two and on the UFC, but nine and zero overall. And it's just going to be interesting to see where he goes from here at welterweight. Uh, there's a lot of fights at welterweight uh, Damn, uh, going up from there. That division is stacked. Bro. Stacked. So there's just a lot of for him. Stacked. One of the main card though, we had also Kevin Gaslam that was supposed to fight. His his fight got canceled twice. Uh, one because of a visa issue, if I'm not Vite. mistaken. The other oh. one. Uh, I forget why I think it was a COVID issue as well. Um, the only one thing I want to say about this Mark Madsen fight, this guy fights in a very, I want to say... Uh, the basketball player, Mark Madsen? <laughs> no, this guy's from Denmark, and he, he was claiming that he could be the next champion. I mean, everybody's going to And that. I was looking at this fight, and I was like, nah. Nah, bro. In reality, I was like, reality, the, first of all, the lightweight division is too stacked. And the fighters in the lightweight division are way better than this guy. I was like, nah, bro, there's no way. And the fact that he couldn't even, you know, finish his opponent, like, it, he was struggling with that guy. And I was like, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no way, bro. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, the funny thing about that guy is, like, his middle name or, like, his nick his nickname, whatever it is, from hell. So it's like... Oh, Vin, the, his opponent? Vinch, yeah, yeah, Vince yeah, yeah, from yeah. hell, Pichel. I'm like, bro. Yeah, and then he walked out to the Highway to, to Hell, hell song. Yeah, yeah. fucking whack. Okay, but then Mackenzie Dermis and Tisha Torres. This one was pretty... Entertaining. Entertaining, a good yeah. fight. Um, Even in the, in the press conference, she was talking about how she wasn't going to... Oh, I'm not going to let her take me down. This is now. Well, she got taken down. She got put in a bad position, but she weathered the storm. Yeah. And Mackenzie I, I loved how Mackenzie mounted her, you know, and made her basically exhaust her legs because she was carrying Mackenzie and defending at the same time. So the fact that you're carrying Mackenzie and defending becomes a very difficult thing to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was very entertaining to see. Yeah, and that fight right there, it puts Tisha Torres in a very weird position now. Um, I want to bring up the UFC rankings real quick. Give me one sec. Nah, but Tisha Torres, I mean, she's she's been doing good. Um, I just don't think she did enough for this one. I mean, she had opportunities um, where she caught, you know, that put her during down sle- to, sleeping, but... I put her down to number seven, and Mackenzie Dern is now number five. Oof. Um... So, Mackenzie yeah. Dern, she needs to fight. I'd like to see her fight someone like a... This would be a big step for her, but a Carla Sparza would be a good fight for her. Marina she's Rodriguez she's fighting, isn't anybody, she? Anybody above her besides... Sparza's fighting soon, isn't it? I need, isn't to, look that up. I need to look that up. Huh. Um, yeah. But I do know that Wei, Zhang Wei Li has, uh, is going to fight against... This is going to sound weird, but against the unranked uh, Joanna Young Jacek because she is currently not ranked. Uh. But when you were you were like unranked, I'm like, bro, they're putting the number one contender against an unranked. Yeah, but then when but you said Joanna's that, name, I was yeah, like, oh, that makes sense. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. so with that with that being said, it's just it's gonna that's that's what we have next in the in the strawweight division while Rose Namajunas waits for that next contender. So yeah, I think with Kinsey Dern against Carla Sparza, but I'll, I'll have to check if she has a fight lined up. I believe so. If I'm not mistaken, I, I did hear something about Sparza fighting. Um and a card coming up. Let's check it out. Oh, I think she's actually supposed to fight the champion next. If I'm she's mistaken, I know. Number Eunice next, actually. Right? right? Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I know that she has an upcoming fight. Yeah, I think yeah. that's that is that is what's coming up next. Yeah, I believe I believe it's in summer. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Or it could be sooner. Yeah, next uh, UFC 274 next month, basically. Oh, May. next month. Yeah, Gage so it's right, right around the corner. So, Rose Lamuse is yeah. not waiting. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Carlos Sparza will be fighting Rose Lamuse next month. Mm, see, um, I so had a feeling, bro. Mackenzie Dare will like... have to fight the Jan Showing One Nan. I don't know how to say that. Sorry, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. She's the number fourth ranked strawweight in the world. Uh, another Chinese, uh, I would want to say. I could mm-hmm. be, I want to say, let me correct myself right now and say Asian, because I could be correct. I mean, um, <laughs> could be wrong. Oh. Uh, Damn, bro. Butcher after butcher after butcher. Okay. <laughs> uh, here we are, though. 
So that that's the strawweight division right there. The next thing that we were gonna go to is uh, the people's main event, and in my opinion, the fight uh, of the night, bro. Fight of the night, gonna, bro. Yeah, Amazing, bro. I think that was the the fight that had me on my edge of my seat, bro. Like that had my heart pumping. That I was like, oh my god, know, what's bro. going on? When I, I can't o- miss. When I looked over yeah. at you, bro, you're la- you're laying back, bro. You're not at the edge of your seat. But we're talking about. <laughs> oh, I was not laying back. And comes bro. at Shemaya, y'all. This fool, like I was on a bed laying back. We were talking about the number eleventh ranked versus the number two ranked uh, Gilbert. Burns versus uh, Chimaev, and uh, this was a good fight, y'all. Yeah, no, this is what the people wanted. I mean, it was the people's fight, and definitely something we needed to see. I mean, especially because we've been seeing Kamza lay out everybody, and you know, the question then becomes like, okay, if Kamza's laying out everybody, you know, is he going to be able to do that? And the thing that we noticed too about Gilbert Burns when he's about to enter the ring, you can tell how nervous he was, you know? You can tell that he's scared, like he's nervous. Uh, is very calm. He's having fun. He was sitting on top of the ring, talking to Darren Till. Uh, and, and it was just interesting, like, once Burns felt the power and once Burns felt like, okay, this is what Kamza is, uh, I noticed that he kind of calmed down. He got more centered into the fight. But either way, man, it was a war. That thing was a war, man. Yep. And, and I mean, there was, there's also a few moments where Burns drops Kamza, which we hadn't seen, you know, prior to this. You know, we hadn't seen someone actually take a fight, you know, to Kamza. So this was a really good test. Um, and it was very entertaining to see, man. But I also think this also solidifies Kamza in a bigger way, you know. Um, but else they can, it might kind of exploit him as well. You know, now that people have seen him fight in a longer way, they might begin to see chinks in the armor. Yeah. But at the same time, it gives him a lot to adjust and, and Oh, definitely. So because people, now he, he actually got a, he got a challenge, you people, know, if he would think that he's not, he's going to rewatch this fight and try to improve on it. Definitely. And he's got to, because people are going to be looking at this fight and trying to see like, okay, like where, where's his weaknesses at, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I, I think that um, if people will be greatly mistaken to think that just because you know Gilbert Burns fought him that way that he that they'll have the same success, especially, mm. especially after the win, the people who are gonna be lined up with him like Kobe Covington, bro. First of all, Leon Edwards, Ka- Burns Kamar was Usman. struggling. Burns was struggling. Like it wasn't like you know uh, it was an easy fight. No, Burns was struggling, man. I saw the, I saw Kamza pick up Burns like nothing, bro. Move him like nothing. I I, I was like, whoa, that is scary, bro. Because <laughs> Burns is such he looks like a bigger, solid dude compared to Kamza. But you're just seeing him like pick him up like he's nothing, bro, and move him around, and you're like, whoa, what is happening? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but that, that's what happened there So it's going to be interesting what, what, what fight gets lined up for him next um, But then what I could say next uh, That happened was Sterling versus Jan mm. What do you think about that man? Give me your opinion I mean the f- the first round I give it to Jan uh, There wasn't much activity from from Sterling But then you have Jan's plan get developed In the in the second and in se- Yeah no Uh what was it? No, no, no. Yeah, the second and third. Yeah, second and third, you see Jan's plan come out, and he just dominates him, man. He dominates him on the ground. He controls the cage. Um, He controlled the cage for about almost talking seven. About, talking about Jan or Sterling? I mean, Sterling. Sterling, yeah, I was yeah. Like, what yeah. Are you talking about, bro? Yeah. I was like, Sterling, Jan got no takedowns. None of that no, shit. no, no. He doing? had zero takedowns, zero takedown attempts. Um, Sterling, he had 22 takedown attempts and he successfully got four. Um, so yeah, you did see that he controlled him, you know, he controlled him. And when he did that, it was really good, man. It was really good to see that he was able to control him. Um, but then you get to the fourth, um, uh, to the fourth round and you see the things start to tip over, start to change. Um, and, and then you you know you get to the fifth round, and again Jan switches it up again. So the fact that you're able to see like Jan do that, um, I don't know. For me, it was I think Jan dominated standing up, but I, I know the judges are gonna go with 
um, Sterling because he dominated on the ground. And, and what you're seeing when you see that much domination on the ground, that's the thing you're going to remember. Yeah, for you the know? most part. Yeah. I mean. um, and even Dana after the fight was like, uh, I believe that should have been the other way. <laughs> you know, like, and, and that's just because, like I said, when they were uh, standing up, Dion just dominated that. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, you know, this, this is at some point they're going to fight down the line again. But I think that right now we had TJ Dillashaw in attendance. He got called out by Sterling. And um, that's going to be the next fight to make because he fought against Sanhagen, beat Sanhagen. He got injured, so he wasn't able to fight against Jan for their interim title. Mm-hmm. But now he'll be able to fight for that main title. And and I think, honestly, regardless of what people will say because, you know, he had his stairway scandal and everything, I think he still comes in and beats Sterling because mm-hmm. he has good wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. I think he comes in and he even beats uh, Peter Young because, you know, he has pretty good striking. And he was able to knock out Cody Garbrandt, who has excellent striking, and put Cody, Cody Garbrandt on the downward spiral that he's on. That's the one Jan beat, right, Cody? No, he beat... No, Sanhagen, right? He beat Sanhagen. He beat, he beat Sanhagen. Aldo. He beat uh, Uriah Faber. Yeah, no, but the one, the fight that I have fresh in my mind is a Sanhagen fight where he just dominated standing up. Yeah. And that's, so that's why people were thinking, like, oh, he's going to do that to Jan. But, yeah, no, you can tell that Sterling changed up his whole plan, you know, from their first fight to this second fight. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but... That's going. That's what's gonna happen there. And then Ray Longo is his coach, and he's he's coached people like Matt Sarah beat GSP. He coached Chris Weidman to beat uh, Anderson Silva. Um, so a lot of these uh, different. So you can say that he can see the chink in the armors and you know how to exploit them. Yeah, how to plan for them, how to how to mm-hmm. how to how to solve the puzzle, if you will. So that's basically what was what what happened this weekend with uh, with that in the bantamweight division, the men's bantamweight division. Um, and when that. Like I said, I think that's going to be the next fight. Uh, TJ versus Sterling. Jan, um, it puts him in an interesting position here. He's either going to wait for that and then probably get a rematch or get to fight the winner that for, who fight, wins for the title. And then after that, uh, let's, look at that let's look at that bat and weight division of the men's now, actually. After they refresh it, obviously, on a, on a Monday. Um, Jose Aldo versus Peter Young, they can easily run that back. As far as I know, people will be like, "Damn, he got fucked up last time." But yeah. Jose Aldo's been on a on a on a streak himself, and I think he has deserved that rematch, especially after Peter Young coming off of a loss. Um, that'd be a good fight to make because Jose Aldo, the way he's fighting and being number three ranked bantamweight in the world, um, I believe he can become champion again, and I believe uh, he can he can go and beat Jan. I think he can go and even beat. Any of these other guys ahead of him, TJ Dillashaw or Sterling, you know? So I think those are the fights to make next within the band and weight division. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, uh, TJ might be in, might, you know, keep, keep no, the he, belt. No, TJ is going to, I feel like he's going to fight for the title next, but Jose versus Peter well, should I mean, be the next fight to make. I mean, Sterling did call him out after the fight. Yeah. And so that's, that's already set up. That's already going to happen. That's going to happen for sure. That'll yeah. happen sometime like in, I, I'm assuming like October. That'll be the October card. Yeah, but I, I think TJ can take it away from him. Yeah, easily. Mm-hmm. But I th- also think Jose can take it from TJ. We'll see. Jose, we see. Jose, I feel like can do the same thing that Glover Teixeira did and become a champion at, 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 in the latter part of his career. Mm. Um, but just to end the, this UFC talk, <sighs> honestly... Most boring fight at, at, at the main event. Um, Disappointing with you Most boring fight um, I would say that I spent The majority of my time On my phone um, The reason being Is that Volkanovski Like He's not entertaining To watch I, I I had more fun Watching him fight Brian Ortega But just because Brian Ortega Was doing crazy things In that octagon I mean even when Ortega fought Korean Zombie uh, it was a much more entertaining fight. Oh, definitely. Like, this fight just felt flat, man. Yeah, and I, And it's like, it's the main event. It's the main card, and it just felt flat, dude. Um, My question is, you know, because I, I know that Sehudo already put that out there, where he's already said, like, Dana, let me come back in, and I'll fight Volkanovski. Do you think that would be entertaining? I if, think so. If Sehudo came back, you because know? Because looking right out the featherweight division... Um, first and foremost, Max Holloway and Alexander have to run it back. 
So I think that's, that would be their third time, right? I think they should Fourth. run it back because I think at some point it's a one-one, and they need a they need a, a, a rubber match. I know on paper it's two for Alexander, but in my opinion, it's one-one. I could even make the I could make the argument that Max won both fights, but I'll say one-one. Um, so they need to run that fight back, uh, and we'll we'll see where that goes. Max Holloway's coming off of a win against Yair Rodriguez. He did pull out of the fight, which put in Chan Sung Jun, the Korean zombie, in. For the title com- uh, contention, um, but I honestly thought he should have fought Yuri Rodriguez, but he maybe he was still kind of fucked up off of the Max Holloway fight, and it makes sense because those guys went to war in that fight. Yeah, um, fought really hard in that one. So yeah, if if Hisuhudo does come up and fight, I think that it is a, it is entertaining because at the end of the day, I, a lot of people don't want to give him his due, but he's a champion. He's a champion in two weight classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an Olympian. A gold medalist at that, the only one in the UFC, if I'm not mistaken, he could, he, someone else could have entered the UFC by now to be a gold medalist. But if I'm not mistaken, he is the only gold medalist in the UFC. Um, Did Daniel Cormier didn't didn't get gold? He's like a silver medalist or, uh, or bronze. I know he was Olympian too. Yeah, but no, nah, not gold medalist. He's like mm. the only one. That's why he does the whole triple C shit because mm-hmm. he's the only one that has that yeah. like, gold medal. But um, yeah, I think he presents an interesting fight because he has the complete package in his. Last fights before he retired, he had he showed a good amount of better striking. Um, his wrestling has always been good. Uh, so I think he, he presents an interesting challenge for Alexander. Um, Alexander obviously still is the bigger fighter, but I think um, it's a fight that's worth making. Uh, they asked him about it today, and yeah. Alexander was basically saying that, you know, um, that, that the only reason he's talking about it is because at this point he's called him out, and, and he's, come, he's actually... But getting himself back in the USADA pool, mm-hmm. which is something that, uh, which was something that he said, well, you're calling me out before, but you can't even fight. But now that he's getting back in the testing pool, I think that it makes it for a more serious conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was a featherweight fight for this weekend. Something that's going to affect what happens in the welterweight division with Kamzad and all this, and all this is going to be next week when we have Bala Muhammad fight versus, uh, Vicente Luque. And from what I understand, they fought before, and I think Bala Muhammad won. Um, I'll have to look this up real quick. 2021. 2020. Vicente. They must have fought very early on because uh, for some reason I saw that they put two next to the next to this fight night, and I'm like, they fought before? Um, I'm going back all the way to 2016. Yeah, they fought. Okay. That was his first fight. <laughs> first fight. <laughs> And Bilal got the knocked the fuck out in the first yeah. round. Yeah. Now I have to look that up. Um, <laughs> the point <laughs> is that they're about to fight it, run it back. Um, and right now, as it stands, um, in the welterweight division, Bilal Muhammad is number five ranked, and Vicente Luque is number four ranked. So we have a four-five matchup right here. I think Vicente Luque has obviously has a striking upper hand. Bilal Muhammad is more of a uh, grind-down wrestler type of, type of fighter. So I think if Vicente keeps the distance and is able to really uh, put some damage on on him, he'll he'll win this fight, and I I think he can knock him out again. <laughs> I have to look this up right now because that's I'm very interested now. Vicente Luque was a guy was the last guy that t- fought Tyron Woodley. Do you remember that fight, Bar- um, Manny? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. No, Vicente Luque has been doing good in recent fights. He's he's fought a few times recently. Let's see this knockout, though. This was back in 05, right, it said? No, 2016. 2016? Yeah. Because that was, like, right when it began. That's a trip. This Northman was getting promoted during the fight, and it, here it is on their YouTube. Well, of course. They got to do it. It's all promo. It's all, it's all connected. Shout out to Enzo. Man. He was not with us today, but, you know, he'll be back next week. Uh, let me see when he knocks out. This one. If it loads, ooh, he dipped. Ooh, ooh, super necessary. Ooh, go back on that. I want to see that dip though. It's because he dips. Because he was probably trying to go for a takedown. Yeah. Oh, it went back too much. He dips like, yeah. See there, boom. Yeah, look. He dips. He dips and he leaves his guard down. The first thing you're not supposed to do is put your guard down from your face. It was that check, check left hook. Yeah. 
And that's that Luke is actually an orthodox. Oh, or actually, yeah, 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 he was an orthodox position. Damn, bad. dude. Yeah. He already, he already caught him with the straight left. Yeah. Straight. Bam. Look. And then bam, 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 yeah. bam. That was straight, But it's straight down the middle too, yeah. man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, that's that's freaking insane. Yeah, so that that's that's um that's that's what's gonna happen next week on on the UFC. Mm-hmm. Glad we don't have a you know like a, a a week off or anything because I hate when that happens. Well, that happened a week ago. Yeah, I, I hate it when we have like like you know something in between because it's just like, or nothing in in between because it's just gotta wait for a long ass time. And and I like these fight nights because you see a lot of up and coming fighters that are you know are hungry and trying to really demonstrate what they got. So that's what we got for next week. But we're gonna talk about the end of the NBA uh, season, obviously. Uh, the regular season, we're going into the playing tournament first, then we're gonna go into the playoffs. Um, but to, uh, to go to the top of the news, which is the Laker news, Frank Vogel is no longer the head coach. Fired. Of the don't, Los Angeles don't, Lakers. Don't, don't. Fired. Or how would Vince McMahon say it more? You're fired. They were like, fuera! Or like how Donald Trump would say, you're fired. You're fired. I don't know how the fuck I'm They let him go, man. Are they going to fire Rob Blinka? That's the real question. Nah, he's on the hot seat. Nah, nah, bro. That should be fired, bro. He's on the hot seat. When they're going to fire I like your thinking, Byron. I like your thinking, bro. Because that should be Lego. 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 Um, Bro, did you did you see the Russ exit interview? How he said that like, I don't know what Frank Vogel had against me. Yeah, what he had against me, and then also he said that yeah, that AD and LeBron said that they would let Russ be Russ. He's like, yeah, that's what they said. But well, they did in a like, sense, they kind of did say that. Yeah, but he he was saying like, yeah, that's what they said, but it kind of insinuates like, no, they didn't let me be me. So I mean, that's interesting to hear from him, bro. Yeah. For him to say that And I was like Oof Yeah so to unpack that A bit more You know The Lakers Since it was the last game They had some interviews for, uh, for the end of the season Yeah they're on YouTube And um, uh, At the at the moment LeBron When he went on his interview They hadn't officially Let let Frank Vogel go So when they asked him He's like I don't know nothing about that shit They ain't told me shit um, Basically is what he said mm-hmm. Um so what I would have to say is that bro, Frank the Vogel, fact Frank for the Vogel, fact that they Frank, asked Frank Vogel his face after the game, bro, they're like, "Hey, did you know that you're fired?" And how does that make you feel? <laughs> and he's just like, "I don't know anything about that. I just want to uh, be happy for the guys for their win." <laughs> oh my god, dude, that's so horrible! Like, it's so horrible to be asked that question, bro, and you don't even know that you just got fired. Like, I'm like, that's that's crazy, bro. But he, at the same time, bro, like, no one's stupid. He knows that shit was coming. Oh, And yeah. look, this is to say that if I'm making a blame pie, Frank Vogel maybe gets, I'll give him, I'll give him 10% at most. Mm. Because it's not his fault that the roster was constructed the way it was. That, that's Rob Pelinka, bro. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying, and bro. And also, also, that also goes to LeBron and, and company for, for allowing this trade to go down and not... Yeah, not for approving the, it, for not letting the brass, yeah. not approving the brass to go for Demar Derozan and Buddy Hield, if that's what's being mm-hmm. said out there, um, and, and things like that. Well, Demar already said that there was already a deal that he was on his way, and and I think so. that the biggest blame that I could give uh, to some point, it, it's shared between Rob Palinka and um, and Jeannie Bus, and the reason I'm gonna say those two names is because she empowered Rob Palinka. And another thing is that whenever they gave, whenever Frank Vogel, the reason Frank Vogel was the coach, first and foremost, is because whenever they were looking to hire coaches, uh, they were about to hire, um, what's his name? Tyron Lu. They were about to hire either Tyron Lu or Monty Williams. And the reason that they didn't want the job was because the Laker front office wanted to choose the uh, The team. No, not just the the players, the roster. No. They're gonna the 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 front office is most likely always gonna do that. They wanted to choose his their coaching staff, mm. which each coach they they have the right to choose their own staff, bro. That's it's their staff, you know. Yeah, they need their system in play. But when that when the first that first season happened, they're like, we're gonna choose a coaching staff because we felt like Luke Walton had a weak coaching staff, and we want to make sure you have a strong coaching staff. So they brought in Jason Kidd, they brought in Lyle Hollins, they brought in all these former head coaches that, um, in a sense. 
at for at, at first sight and put everybody like, oh shit, he fucks up. There, there's there's other people that could take his job easily. But that season they won the championship. Mm-hmm. And I think it's credit also to the way that it, the roster was constructed at that moment and all those things. But the moment that season ended, everything just lopsided, you know. They didn't resign uh Dwight Howard. They didn't resign JaVel McGee, which I think were the two biggest things for us because then we had no backup for They for lost AD. Rajan. They lost Rajon Rondo. All those things, um, which I think we could have lived without Rajon Rondo because mm-hmm. we had Caruso and company. Um, but losing those two bigs, I think, was a big thing because they put a lot more strain on um, AD. AD. And and knowing that AD is injury prone, you should give him some more depth. Yeah, and we will have him for and more. And then games. you bring, and then you bring Andrew Drummond, who who's not a bad center, but also didn't come in on time. No, you know, at he, all. like he he couldn't adapt to the game. The paint was too clogged, you know. Yeah, so, so. and I think it, the way that Javel and them played, it was a yeah. lot more active compared to Drummond's tempo. Yeah, you know, so that's one thing that I and feel also like you had Shooter who was also um, not doing that, that great. Was trash. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we got we lose KCP, we lose Kuzmo, we lose all these players that just Caruso. it just it just lopsided things, you know. Yeah. And I think that's where at the end of the day, well, yeah, you the, you bring a lot of old people, but then it's like you can't even. There's not even enough time to implement a system, bro. You know, and you expect all these vets to just plug and play, but yeah, the vets might have the experience to plug and play, but still, some of them haven't played together to like even know each other like that. So obviously it's gonna make things more difficult. Question: yeah. That guy, uh, Kendrick, Kendrick Dunn didn't even play at all. Yeah, right? nah. he was been, he got injured Trevor in the Reza beginning. Got cut with two, three games and, left in the uh, season. I don't understand why he, that happened. That's the like we still have him on contract, right? Who Kendrick Dunn? I think so. I think Trevor yeah. Reza might have got cut because he might get picked. I think if you get cut, you can possibly get still picked up. By another franchise uh, going gotcha. into So yeah. maybe that Well might the, the, sure. Supposedly the idea was That if the Lakers Would have made it To the playing tournament um, They were gonna cut him Either regardless Because they wanted to get A younger player To get on the roster So he was already He was already He was already planned To be cut Yeah Regardless if they, if Still, they, if they Made it or didn't make it Still but it's just Two three games Before the season starts mm-hmm. um, Playoffs Before the season ends Yeah yeah Playoffs mm-hmm. Um, so that that's that's what happens. The Lakers ended the season with a, with a couple wins. They beat the the Oklahoma City Thunder, and then they beat the um, the Nuggets, Nuggets to end the season. Yeah, um, um, and they fi- they gave a, a, a what's it called a two way contract to McClung. Yeah, finally, and McClung yeah. was balling out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's good. We need him going f- moving forward. We need the yeah. youth between him and Austin Reeves. Oh, and, and I hope THD also he, steps the um, fuck up this off season. Or else he's gonna uh, get McClung well. had thirty five, didn't he? Or how many so. points? I know that he had, and then Austin Reeves had a triple double. If I'm, if yeah, I'm and mistaken. then THT had like forty points in one of these last games. Too. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, you know that's the Lakers, and we're gonna discuss their coaching search and all that. Um, that's the next thing. Who are they gonna yeah. give the coach? And then are they gonna give that coach the ability to choose their staff? Yes, that's the one thing that the the Lakers, the co- their next coach, they that coach needs to be a um, a very how do you say it. Um, he needs to be a coach that can be able to speak for himself yeah. and tell the Handle front office. personalities, yeah. Tell the front office, hey, you hired me to do this job. I'm going to do my job. Yeah. Basically, because I think that's one thing that, in a sense, I'm just were, tripping out that we could have had Frank Monty, Vogel. bro. I'm just tripping out we could have had Monty. Bro, Jason Kidd could have been our coach, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, now he's with the Mavs, about to coach him into the, into the, into the playoffs and shit. Damn. Um, and I think those are a lot of things that again we fall on Genie Bus, fall on Rob Palinka and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but going moving on from the Lakers because we'll be talking about them as you the know, fa- the fact that people rather watch Winning Time versus the real Lakers. Hey man, <laughs> at the end of the day, look the the one of the most entertaining times for the for the Lakers just definitely, started, definitely. which is the off season. So we're, it's about to go down. Um, but going into the playing tournament, uh, starting tomorrow. We have game one f- with the eight seed uh, Cleveland Cavaliers versus the seven seed Brooklyn Nets, uh, and then Brooklyn we also have the Brooklyn second game, which is that. the what happened? Brooklyn might take that. Yeah, well, Caval- they got to be. You got to be careful because Cavaliers is a hard, hard nosed team. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have the Clippers, which is Byron's favorite team, versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> the what? The who? And what the fuck? No, so I right now, bro, it's the Raiders and the Clippers. I, the I know, I, I know. That's I dislike the trifecta the, for him, bro. I know I dislike the Clippers, but 
they could probably take that. Nah, mm. they they can probably lose that, bro. Yeah. Because I don't think Paul George is. I don't think um Kawhi Leonard's back or anything like that. And then they're gonna face uh Cat. Yeah, Cat and then Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, mm, which yeah. I I, I love combo. that dude. Yeah. I really Anthony like Edwards balls out. Yeah. He I balls out. Like. Um, yeah. So that's gonna be that's gonna be an entertaining game. But I think the Timberwolves gonna win. I think the Nets could win as well, like we we're saying. But like you said, it's it's a the one game playoff, and the and the win, the loser still is, has to go play the other loser. Yeah, and the, <laughs> so that's the way it's gonna work. So yeah. on Wednesday we have the next game, which is gonna be the Charlotte Hornets yeah. versus the Atlanta Hawks. I'm rooting for the uh, the Hornets. I'm um, not a big Trey Young fan, if I'm being honest with you, but I like Lamelo Ball. So let's go Hornets on that one. Uh, Jordan, hopefully his team gets into the playoffs right here. And then the game four is gonna be basically the two teams that knocked out the Lakers, the Pelicans versus the Spurs. Mm. Um, so the loser of Cleveland versus Brooklyn will play the winner of Charlotte Hornets. No, you're my bad. Yeah, it will play the. So let me put it this way. <laughs> let me see this. Game. It's the East, okay, so bro, winner it's the of East. Charlotte Hornets versus yeah. Atlanta Hawks plays the loser of Cleveland Cavaliers versus Brooklyn Nets, mm-hmm. and then the winner of San Antonio Spurs versus Pelicans plays the loser of Clippers Timberwolves. Exactly. So the two teams that are uh, all these four teams: the Cavs, the Nets, the Clippers, the the Timberwolves. The luxury of them being the eighth and the seventh seed is if they lose, they still have one more game that they mm-hmm. can uh, redeem themselves. themselves. Yeah. yeah. While the tenth and the ninth seed, yeah, you're eliminated. Uh, you lose and you're eliminated. Yeah, yeah. You, you win, lose. you get to play the loser of the other two. Yeah, the you still, you still got, you gotta ask, go through two teams to get to the playoffs. So yeah, and that, and that basically is gonna then later on establish um, this. What's gonna I'm gonna show behind you, Manny. Yeah, the bracket. Yeah, the so viewers out there. So eventually we'll get this all filled out. Um, as it stands, though, because I know that that's already kind of set. Let me see the NBA just the the standings right now. I yeah, believe for the, the top Suns six first, right? Yeah. So in the Eastern Conference, we'll start with there the Heat. Yeah, the start Heat. off first. Then the Celtics, Bucks, Seventy Sixers at fourth, Raptors fifth, Bulls sixth. Damn, the Bulls made it. Is Caruso back on that? I think so. I'm not too sure. Damn, bro. And Lonzo's still out, right? Uh, we'll double check uh, on I believe, that. Right I, believe, yeah. I believe Lonzo's going to be out for the rest of the season. And then um, the Suns are number one in the Western Conference, followed by the Grizzlies. I wonder if John Morant is back. I wonder as well. Oh, yeah, he is. I, I was watching Sports yesterday. I, I think the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies can make it pretty far. Sick. Yeah, Grizzlies, so, Grizzlies, yeah. And then the Warriors, we got them at uh, Ooh, the that third backcourt. Yeah. And then we have the Mavericks in the fourth seed, the Jazz in the fifth, the Nuggets at the sixth. Um, once we get this all pl- sorted out after the playing, we'll, we'll we'll go more in depth as far as you know how the matchups are going to work. Right now, we're not not 100%. sure percent. Yeah. Um, we do know that, for example, the Mavericks and the Jazz are going to play. That's the four or five matchup. Um. The three six matchup Warriors versus Nuggets. They're gonna play the Grizzlies. That's the the Grizzlies and the Suns. They're the ones that are they're waiting the ones for the points. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. And then on the Eastern Conference, the Bucks versus the Bulls, and the Sixers versus the Raptors. Mm. So a lot of interesting things. And then this is another thing, guys. When it comes to the Lakers coaching, the two rumored coaches right now, or the three, if you will, but the one the two I'm gonna mention are the 76ers head coach, which is Doc Rivers, and yeah, why. And Cause he, he's the, he's one of those coaches that will push back against the, against them, and I think he really needs someone like that. And the other yeah, coach but I is didn't the, like the way coach. I didn't like the way he coached the Clippers, though. That's the Clippers. Yeah, that's the Clippers, and that's with Paul George and the company with LeBron Fucking company. Clippers. I think is different. But again, uh, Raptors coach also uh, Joseph Nurse. No, 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 Nurse. Nick Nurse, Nurse my bad. Yeah, Nick oh. Nurse. <laughs> I was I was thinking of the player. Yeah. Yeah, Nick Nurse. Um, he's also uh, someone that that's rumored that is a is a probably a candidate that they're looking mm-hmm. at. And then also Zach Snyder, which is the uh Jazz head coach. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he's a former Laker. Like I think he played with the franchise. Let's then. bring Donovan Mitchell. We'll see what happens. That, there, would, yeah. that would be a crazy um, one, but now let's move on to football with um, some big news that affected Man United fans and CR7 fans. I want to start with that, man. Tell me about it. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah, you want to go on the hot seat already, right? Hell yeah. Damn, well, we still got bro. the crowd. Well, let's do it. Oof. Damn. So this weekend, Man United faced Everton. 
Uh, they played horribly, as they always do. You know, they played very horribly, and they dropped down from fifth place to seventh place. And at the end of the match, um, Ronaldo takes off his chin guard, and when he takes off the shin guard, you can see all the pokes that he has, and he's bleeding from his shin. Um, and he's walking away, and as he's walking into the in, into the tunnel, there's a kid who's filming him, and it's just a moment of anger. He's fr- he's frustrated. They lost the game. He's very injured, and automatically slaps the kid in his hand, bruises his hand, breaks the kid's phone, and keeps walking. Um, from what I've read this morning, they've been saying more things as the kid has autism. Um, the kid that was filming him and also too, that there is a police investigation investigating the fact that Ronaldo did this. Um, and then Ronaldo kind of put out an apology, but it's like not a great apology out there. Pretty bad. Um, but we'll see how that continues to unfold. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's something crazy just because like. I compare it to the one when Connor did it to a fan, and and um, this in this one like, I think the one Connor did it to a fan, he like grabs the phone and, and like and like throws it on the floor and breaks it. But in this one, like Ronaldo straight just smacks the shit. No, he just bruises the kid. The kid's fourteen. Yeah, he's fourteen years old. So About it. it just it sucks to hear that, bro. But I mean, I in, in that moment you're just heated, bro. You're just seeing red, you know. Uh, Ronaldo's not used to losing, you know, and and he's not. He went to a team where, like, he just wanted to get out of a bad situation in Juventus because they didn't have, um, they were rebuilding and they couldn't pay him anymore. He went to a team where, yeah, they can pay him, but the team isn't that great, you know, yeah. if I'm being honest. And then right now, Man U is looking to bring in a new coach. And the same thing, uh, how you're talking about the Lakers, that's the same issue that the Man U is going through. You know, they're trying to get a new coach, but the new, the one of the coaches that, is a potential. He's saying that if if he becomes a coach, he wants all say in who they get and who they who they sell. Because that's been I mean, the issue is that the front office of Man U buys players that Man U doesn't need. And then the coaches lose the players that they do need. So he's like, if I come in, I need, you know, full power for me to actually do what I need to do and for me to rebuild it. Um, so we'll see. I mean, if they're able to get that coach or they're going to get someone else and see how they rebuild. But I still think it's a rebuild is in soccer is usually like a two to three year project, yeah. you know, and you got to give that coach that time. The thing that sucks is just that, especially in the Premier League and in soccer, we want quick results as a fan. Yeah, we expect, anywhere, we, we expect fan, the coach, you, you expect the coach to turn it around in a few months when like the project is long. You know, you can't do it in a few months. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I, it, we'll see who they end up getting and what ends up happening. Um, Real Madrid ended up winning again this week. So, so far, they're staying up ahead. Um, Atletico Madrid ended up losing. So, they went down. And then Barcelona is still up there. Uh, they ended up winning this week. I mean, they had a struggle versus Levante. Um, they were tied until the very last minute and they got lucky then in the very, very last minute, um, you know, Barcelona was able to get their last goal and win the game, uh, three to two. So, I mean, Barcelona has been doing really well. You've been seeing the changes. Uh, there is rumors and speculations out there yeah. of, um, Lewandowski trying to come to Barcelona. Yeah, I saw that today that they're pushing um, hard for that. We'll see if he ends up signing or who they bring. Uh, I mean, this summer is going to be very crucial for Xavi because he's going to be able to get rid of the players that he doesn't like on the squad. And also, he's going to be able to sign new talent. So it's a very crucial moment um, and see what he can, you know, how, do he, how does he prepare for Champions League football? And how does he prepare, you know, for the, for the next season? Um, at the same time, it's a very close race in Serie A. There are uh, the first three spots, which, you know, it's AC Milan, Inter Milan, and Napoli. They're all very, very close. They're off by, like, one point of each other. So, I mean, that's a very close, close race in that league. We'll end up seeing how they actually develop and when to winning it. Uh, German League, they're doing good. Bayern is, you know, up ahead. Bayern's up ahead? Bayern. Oh, I thought, Bayern. I thought Bayern. Bayern. Yeah, so, yeah. 
That's it, man. Thank you guys for being here. No, we I appreciate question, your time. Man. What's up? Actually, tell me about them. How about them? Putas Chivas. Ay, no lo sé. No veo soccer. Uh, I don't watch right. Mexican soccer. I don't know ne- how the Chivas are ne- doing. Near this Byron, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to ask that? Yeah. Yeah, no, man. Them Chivas, I don't know, bro. And if I went for, man, I don't even know who I would go for. Did you go for Querétaro? <laughs> nah, bro. He's one uh, of them wild ass fans that do some wild shit. I just know that America is like, I think, one of their popular teams. Yeah. Um, I have a friend who actually goes for that team. Uh, you go for the Chivas uh, of Tijuana, bro. <laughs> their their logo is a dog. Uh, Cruz Pumas, Azul, bro. Pumas, Pumas bro. is one that I would say, like, I, as a little kid, I, I did I did have a jersey of them, um, but I didn't even know that you know that's what I was rooting for. All right, man. All right, guys. Have a good one. Have a good night, y'all. Thank you for listening to our episode. We appreciate your support. Remember to follow us on Instagram at The Current Pod, where you can share our episodes, review, interact with us, talk to us about what's going on. We appreciate your feedback and everything that you guys do for us and supporting us. Have a wonderful day.